You just heard It's All Right, It's Cool, Commitment Issues by Huck Hastings, who's here now for a bit of a chat. Hey, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to play It's All Right, It's Cool, Commitment Issues first, because this is actually the song that I first heard of yours back in February um, that kind of introduced me to your music. And I really fell in love with your conversational style and that incredibly relatable first line. I can't click attending because I'm not sure I can go. And I think that your lyricism and this way that you have with words is really what first drew me to your music. Um, And it's something that I noticed in each of your songs as I listened to Cheers to Progress, your album. But it made me wonder if you have ever or if you've ever thought about writing a song for other people or are your songs too kind of close to you and too personal to hand over to someone else? Um, yeah, it's, I think I've definitely thought about it because obviously as a musician, I think you try and find, or like you like desperately look for ways in which you might be able to make this a, a feasible career opportunity goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've definitely thought about it. And, but the thing is I do write from a place of, um, like my, my music is deeply personal. And so even when I have tried to detach from that and be like, maybe I'll write some songs and try and pitch them to people. I've had, I definitely just end up tapping into my own experience and, or I write a song that I just don't really think is that good because I'm not tapping into it. And I mean, maybe it's fine, but so, but I am, it is something that I'm trying to get better at and also co-writing. I've just uh, signed with a publisher. Um, and so it's a muscle that I would like to develop. I think also like with Hacky Sack and Hollow States, mm. I, I've been experimenting more with kind of like uh, taking different elements of my life and kind of weaving them together into a, a narrative that is based in truth, but there, there's like less of a um, necessity for it to be linear and factual and like, cause I approach, I approach the Huck stuff with a, um, a sense of like, it's like, it's my autobiography or, or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, like I'm, it's a definitely recording my life. So I think, I think I'm trying to these days implore more of a sense of play and maybe that will lead to being able to do that. A bit yeah. More. Yeah. I was checking out, um, the stuff that you have out with Hacky Sack and Hollow States as well. And yeah, it's all, it's all brilliant. Um, but it, it also made me think because like you said, and that's the feeling that I got from Cheers to Progress is that it does feel deeply personal um, and quite intimate. And like you just said, it's kind of autobiographical a lot of the time. Um, So it made me wonder why is it that you have chosen to have this, it's funny how you say like the stuff that you do for Huck, because it's almost like you should be speaking about it in the third person. Why is it that you chose to go by Huck Hastings rather than using your real name? I think at the time I I was about 20, one, I think, and I think it was a matter of needing needing a mask to be yourself to some degree, um, mm-hmm. and it just kind of allowed me to access this other part of myself that was, I think, a little bit more rambunctious at the time. You know, a little bit more rambunctious and and kind of less shackled by my own insecurities, and it just gave me a bit of freedom. I think now. Like, like some, when people call me Huck in real life, and often people do because they don't really, like I've met a lot of people as as Huck or like, yeah. with, you know, being 
introduced it, it as hot. I do find it kind of strange. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I need it anymore, but it, I, 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 it's kind of fun. And mm. I think it also allows me uh, to keep a portion of myself for myself. Yeah. And I think, I think that that's important for me long term as well is to be able to like, because the, because the work is so personal, I, I it kind of like, it feels like I'm giving everything away. And so it is nice to just have a bit and retreat into Harry. Yeah. That makes sense. No, it totally does. Yeah. That's really interesting that it, even though it is very much that your the music that you make as Huck Hastings is, is the inner thoughts kind of in the life of Harry, but still having a little bit of separation from the two, just so that you can kind of feel like you've kept some of yourself just to yourself. Yeah. Entirely. I mean, like we're, we're, as humans, we are multifaceted. And so like, yeah. there's, there's not just one version of yourself. And I, it is nice to keep, keep a modicum of me to me, but you know, like I was listening to your interview last night with, um, I listened back to the one with David M. Weston. Oh, did you? Yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but he said something interesting about. Oh, I've, I've forgotten. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> um, sorry. But oh, yeah, was it I, something to do with um, his music video about how everyone perceives you yeah, differently? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I think one thing I've realized recently is that like because the music is so vulnerable, it allows me to be selectively vulnerable. It's like, I can kind of be like, if anyone says, oh, you're not opening up, I can be like, what do you mean? I've look, look how vulnerable I am in this area. But yeah. I mean, I can definitely close and keep, keep part of myself to myself. But I, know, I think that's important. Yeah. Talking about kind of putting on or having different facets to your personality. I loved also the range in this album because some songs like, oh my God, the clincher made me just want to bawl my eyes out. And then other songs like It's All Right, It's Cool, Commitment Issues is quite like funny at times and it makes you like chuckle a bit. And yeah, there was a lot of range in, in my emotions, at least listening to this album. Um, but it's only been out now for, I saw you did a little on your Instagram story, you were like six months, it's been out for six months now. Um, so it's been out in the world for six months. We've had it for six months, but obviously it's been in the process of being created for a lot longer than that. So when or where or how, I guess, did this album really start? Uh, well, it's, it wasn't like a, I, it wouldn't, I wouldn't have said that I started out with an intention to create this particular record when it started, but I, I started kind of living the experiences in that record around 2013. And, a long time ago. Yeah, and I wrote, consecutively through through that period of time like I wrote many songs for this album um and the last of which was the clincher um most of the songs like some of the older the oldest I think was breathing and then and let me please was fairly old too Mm. um they were kind of way back towards the you know 2013-14 that kind of part of yeah my life but and then there was that, that kind of period in the middle where the bulk of it was done. And then at the end, when I was looking back over the, uh, all of the songs that I had and cause I would write it, say if I was quite angry or I would write, you know, like these songs and they would be angry and I would no longer feel angry once I'd processed it through mm-hmm. writing about it. 
Um, and then when I came, it came time to finish it, I kind of was like, what story do I want to tell here? And I wanted it to be quite well-rounded and nuanced. And it was important for me that it wasn't a record that was just placing blame, yeah. but it was, it was kind of a, um, a nuanced portrayal of a relationship. Uh, and so that's when I wrote The Clincher. I looked, I was like, what's missing from this, from this story? And it, that was a kind of a bit of a bird's eye view. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been a long process. Um, and I definitely, it didn't, it didn't feel over for me until I kind of, until I put it out. Like mm-hmm. I, I was, I think I needed to make this record in order to be able to let go of a lot of that pain and stuff that I was kind of harboring. Yeah. Kind of close the door on that chapter. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, mean, I think in the last lines where it's the, the letting go is what life is all about. Like yeah. it was. Like I wanted it to end on a very positive note that was kind of like, that felt free. Yeah, actually that, yeah, that kind of relates to my next point as well, which is I was interested in the way that you chose to arrange the order of the songs in this album. And I noticed that Soft and Epilogue, it's the second song on the album, the first one with lyrics. Um, So why did you choose to have that at the beginning rather than at the end as the epilogue part would suggest? Yeah, um, I, really funny, actually, I, a few times when I was logging that into Spotify, I almost put prologue by accident. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm very, um, I love stories, you know, I, I, like, as a kid, I just had my head in a book non, mm-hmm. nonstop. I really love cinema. And, you know, I worked in a bookshop and a theatre. And um, I just thought that that was an interesting, like, storytelling technique but also I liked the idea of kind of nipping that you know like in films sometimes where they're like this will not be a happy story or like or whatever the thing is it's like they get the brunt of it they're like it kind of prefaces what it's about and it sets the tone as well for the whole record it kind of shows the um I think that song does talk about responsibility you know so I don't know I just think rather than having everyone sitting there wait, like waiting to see what happens, I like the idea of just letting it settle in. And then it kind of shows how impactful the relationship was and then allows people to go back and see all those moments and come back to the, the end point, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's cool. It's kind of like you've done like a non-linear plot with this album. Yeah, that's, that was kind of the, kind of the vibe. Um, yeah. And there's some lines in Cheers to Progress which reference back to Soft as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, it, it just kind of took form around me. It, like, I don't really, it wasn't like everything was super deliberate, but it's like, as my, part of my process is I just kind of create and create and create. And then I kind of start to see my subconscious showing itself in different ways. And I'm like, oh, okay, it's starting to like reveal itself to me. Yeah. It's like um, when answers come to you in dreams or something and then slowly you, you realise what it was about, <laughs> you know. How revealing <laughs> of, my, of my inner neuroses. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of that, that song, Soft and Epilogue, um, I really loved that line, the only reason I am found is because first within him I got lost. And it made me wonder if you do feel like this version of Huck Hastings is kind of the your final form, like you have found yourself? Or do you think that you're kind of already evolving into the next stage or the next chapter of yourself? Um, yeah, I think 
to me, the point of life is to be evolving constantly. So I don't like, definitely not, definitely not the final form. Um, but I'm definitely, definitely a different incarnation of myself. And I'm, you know, trying, trying to, trying to be more deliberate, I suppose, in, in many ways and trying to like figure out which, which version of the person I want to be, who that is, and then bridge that gap, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Hearing about kind of how this album was already in the works or the songs that are within the album have already been in the process of creation for like seven years before they came out. I kind of wonder if it ever feels strange to you or do you ever get like a itchy, uncomfortable feeling of like listening to these songs or talking about these songs now when they are so set in past emotions? Is it ever like, oh, that's not me anymore? That's not how I feel anymore? Yeah, um, not really with the songs on this record specifically Mm. because a lot of them have taken different shapes and different forms. And I mean, a lot of my set actually is new songs that aren't on the record, which is kind of um, probably a bit annoying, but I haven't really had much of a chance to, to tour the record or play the record. Oh. Um, but even even before I put the album out, I was playing, you know, only a selection of the songs from the record and, and many more new ones. Um, but I definitely feel that way with the songs from my first like release which was like an eight song, um, I don't know if it was, a, it was just a release, you know, a mini album or an EP or something. But I definitely listen to those songs and it feels like, you know, they were written by a younger, um, youngest like version of myself or sibling. And I, I, I do cringe a little bit at them, not because I think they're necessarily bad or anything like that, but I think it's, it's that um, it makes me feel very vulnerable. Yeah like just and also like it's just it's just funny when you look back and 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 a younger version of yourself and um and see what they prioritize and see see what they're how they're feeling and particularly you know with the angst of youth it's (laughs) it's quite it's quite it feels a little embarrassing sometimes but um it's kind of like having your old diary entries out there a little bit 100 percent. but with these ones I'm still really proud of them. I think like whether or not I, like I said, I was, it wasn't a conscious decision to start making that album in the beginning, but I think this was always the album that I, an album that I wanted to make, you know, like I wanted to make an album that meant magnitudes to me and like really was able to encapsulate such um, a life altering period of time. Cause for me, like that, that was a kind of, it's part, it's part of who I am. That, that period of time kind of really formed the, the basis for the, for the person that I am now. And so, and I, I'm still really proud of um, how I captured it, I think. Yeah, you should be proud. It's a completely beautiful, incredibly moving album. So you should definitely be proud of it. Thanks for listening to it. On that note, this is an interesting one. I don't know if you're going to be totally offended or... Maybe you'll like this, but I don't know if anyone has said this to you before, but when I was listening to bed, I swear to God, I just, I had this moment where I really pictured you on stage, like in it, it was like a musical number and there were like 
backup dancers and there was like a moving set like you know a minute and a half in when you're talking about being at the bar I was like imagining the set moving into like a bar scene and I don't know so depending on how you feel about musicals you'll either hate or love that um how do you feel about that is that have I offended you <laughs> no, no not at all um I, I actually quite like it I get a kick out of it I worked in um, in uh, in theatres for a good few years um Ooh. I wasn't I wasn't a musical person before that like I'd, ne- I'd never really been to see a musical but you know I when I started working in the theatre I watched Mary Poppins eight times a week for like nine months straight so you're kidding May, Mary Poppins I freaking love that yeah, so it was much fantastic. My, my, my mind was blown um I mean look the different I mean the, the difference between a bad musical and a good musical is like so huge so I hope (laughs) it's interesting that you say that because like it's not something that I had um thought about or or like intentionally done but I I am such a sponge and so it's not like you know taking in different musicals every night for years working in bookshops like I think I'm just like fascinated by all these different ways that you can tell a story and particularly like I really like you know a big part of this album was focusing on mundanity mundanity and um and like these kind of moments that on their own are completely you know just another silly domestic or pointless thing but when you stack them on top of each other that's somebody's life and Mm. that's somebody's character um and I think it's that in that nature it's very visual and and so I can really I can really see the musical thing I think I would would love (laughs) Maybe one day I'll write a musical. Wouldn't that be amazing? Imagine if Cheers to Progress became a musical. It would have to be a little quirky, I think. Oh, quirky, 100%. quirky and bright with, with dark undertones. Let's get this to the whoever's listening. Get that into yeah. production, please. Um, yeah, no, but I think for sure what you were saying about being a sponge and your love for books, literature. That is, I think, what is so wonderful about your music is that it, you have such a strong narrative voice. So even, yeah, even though we're joking about it, like I could see you doing something like that as well, just because you do, yeah, you do have that talent. So. Thank you. You've inspired me. I mean, I, I have found like um, when I was younger, I wrote more longer form um, kind of pieces and I, I do double in, you know, essays and, mm. and, and that kind of thing. But I, over the, like I've spent so much time writing songs and that's really been kind of, I feel like that's my first tongue, like yeah. even even more so than just verbal communication between two people because I, I, I am a rambler and I do get lost in my head. But when I can sit down with a um, with a song, I can really reduce the the meaning and the and the intent into like its most important parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can just go and it's probably quite controlling too, because I just go and present it to you know, the world or whatever. And I'm like, that is how I feel. And mm. you can't dispute, you can't dispute it. You know, like you can, we can, you know, you can obviously talk to me about it and such, but it's like, this is my perspective and like, I'm presenting it to you. It's not a two-way discussion, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. But I have found that when I've tried to lend my hand to to longer form again, like I used to, I, I get frustrated losing the, like, or having to draw out the, um, the sentiment if that makes sense but I think I, I it all starts as, as words for me mm. um, and then 
and then I, I mean, I've always considered myself to be a writer, not, not a musician necessarily, you know, and I'm trying to like get better at my musicality this year. And I've become much more interested in the sonic elements. I mean, not that I, I mean, I've always loved music, but you know what I mean? Like I've been, yeah. I kind of like write the songs in the like skeleton and then I just kind of like, I mean, with Cheers to Progress, I was really getting into, into this, into the sound part, but yes. um, yeah. I think that Cheers to Progress, the song actually is my favorite on the album, although it is very difficult to choose because they're all wonderful. But I really, there's something really special about this one to me. And it has nothing to do with the fact that it's the title track. Um, it's just that I thought it was quite clever in the way that the song starts with this line, I'm a little shy at first. And it's like, you could be speaking about yourself or you could be speaking about the song. Um, it's like the song is speaking about itself because it does start off kind of shy and quiet and then it builds and there's this incredible, like what I called an instrumental explosion, like halfway through after you kind of confess I'm aching for new sounds, you know, and then there's just, yeah, there's this amazing explosion of, of music. Um, but I was wondering if, well, first, I'm actually interested to hear if that was kind of intentional to build it in that way and to also kind of have the song exactly reflect what's happening with the lyrics. It wasn't intentional. I mean, I think it happened like fairly organically. Mm. Um, like it's just, it felt like that's what the song needed. I wanted, I wanted it to open up at that point. Um, and the the final version is actually like the demo version. Like we were going to re-record it, and I like really we, we took the demo version, which which we did in pre-production, and then we we beefed it up. Like I added more instruments and um, took you know like I had um, saxophonist a saxophonist and um, well a couple of couple of saxophonists and and a flute and a violin and they were playing I don't know if you noticed but in in that build-up I incorporated there's there's the lead line from it's all right it's cool which is also in the first instrumental so it kind of yeah um, there's like a feeling of resoluteness towards it but I did want it to feel like the song both the song and I was opening up and I was you know I was moving like it's it I wanted it to feel like I was being freed of all mm. of the all the kind of shackles of I suppose, like my own conceptions about myself, the ties to the relationship, you know, it was, it's, I wanted to feel like a liberation. Yeah. Um, but I don't, it wasn't like I kind of was, I, I was like, oh, that's what the lyric is and that's what it's going, going to do. It was more just like, that's where the, the song felt like it needed to go for me. <laughs> I also, I'm just such a like sucker for, um, I think the closing track, well, the closing and the opening tracks are so important to me, but to me as a listener, I feel like, I feel like I'm, I'm just such a big fan of closing tracks, like how someone leaves you, mm. what note do they leave this on is just so important to me. Um, and it, I feel like it, I wanted to leave it on that resolute note, but I just also just love a huge crescendoing instrumental. So that was kind of just, it was that, that's, I, and every time I listen to it as well, I want it to go longer. And I like I like I already doubled it, you know, like I had or, or even tripled it. I don't remember. Like that was one thing about the demo. Like it was like that instrumental was quite a bit shorter. And I was like, I want it longer. I made it longer and then I was like, I want it even longer. And every time I listen to it, I'm like, it could just go on. Like I just I just like want to get enveloped by that wall of sound. Yeah, it could go on forever like a I don't know, like a Pink Floyd like 
13 minute song or something (laughs) super self-indulgent oh not at all I would I would sit there and listen to it if you put out a 13 minute song I promise you I will listen to it (laughs) but no Yeah. yeah it definitely has that feeling of liberation like you said and then also relates so well to this idea of progress and like growth you know it feels very empowering um what you were talking about with this song how it's kind of like you wanted yourself and the song to both be opening up do you think that it is are you kind of like this song in the sense that it's maybe a little bit difficult for people to get to know you at first are you a bit more shy and reserved and then once people know you you know you open up to them um or are you kind of more of an open book straight away um I mean I think the song describes me pretty well um Mm. to some degree but I mean I am when I'm meeting new people, I think I, 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 like, I'm really interested in people. I really like them and I really love to converse. And I don't like, I obviously test the waters in terms of like, I, you know, I, I want people to feel comfortable and I don't want to, I don't just come in and brashly throw my, you know, myself and pe- my personality in people's face for the most part. But, um, but I, I do, I don't beat around the bush. I'm pretty, um, I'm quite open, I think, like, mm-hmm. uh, like I'll talk about pretty intense stuff if it's on my mind or like, de- you know, deep, deep stuff if, if it's what, if I feel like the person is, is there for it, you know, I like to have real conversations. I don't really like to just talk about, the, you know, yeah. like I find, find small talk fairly boring. Um, but I think back to the being, people being multifaceted, I, I really do. I have a very like very vast um, and rich interior world, and I keep that for myself. Like there are parts of myself that, even like I just I just keep them for myself. And I I think I think that's just a lesson that I like. It's something that I I do consciously. Like I've decided to keep aspects of myself because I think in the past I've I've felt like I've given everything away and felt lost, you know, not, yeah. not having anything to ground me and myself. And I think it's just nice to keep a little bit of, of you for you. Yeah. I think I've said that six times in this, in this, in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of what we're talking about with um, you taking on this name of Huck Hastings as well, and then keeping Harry to yourself. It's kind of that give mm-hmm. and take. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. really, um, I also love this sentiment in Cheers to Progress that, my life is a work in progress, progress, progress. Yeah. Yes. Why does that word sound so I'm saying progress too many times now, you know, when a word starts losing meaning, <laughs> it's like, yeah, totally. I mean, what, I mean, I guess you could say progress too. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah. So is there anything that you're learning at the moment or something that you would like to learn going off this idea of, you know, constantly evolving and, and progressing? I think, I'm, I'm trying to learn how to be confident, um, more, more confident with myself and in my decisions and be able to occupy spaces that I'd otherwise be scared, scared to do. And, um, and yeah, I would really like to, I think I'm trying to amp up my, my guitar playing game and, and that kind of stuff, mainly not because it's no good or anything, but I just don't feel super confident while I'm doing it. And Mm. so um but always you know always everything everything I'm actually trying to get better at um 
speaking on the radio. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so this is the greater. <laughs> I had to record like a, a little piece on my own. I, I produce a radio show one day a week at the moment as well, yeah. which is fun. I'm usually on the back end just writing writing stuff. But um, I had to record like five songs and then talk about why I like them. Mm. And I found so difficult um I, I really am a rambler like it's there's <laughs> nothing like wrong I'm, with that though no I, I just think it I don't think it's there's anything wrong with it but I, I would like to be able to um focus on what I'm trying to say and articulate it concisely yeah. and as quickly as, as possible it's so but hard I think I, though it is it is <laughs> but I think, it will, I think it will come with time yeah I really want to listen to your radio show where can I listen to it it's you said it's on Thursday mornings right yeah, uh, it's, well, it's not my radio show, but um, I, I'm producing one day on FBI, which I've just oh, started FBI. doing. Oh, FBI, cool. Yeah. Um, so it's like six to six to nine. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Maybe I'll be able to get myself out of bed that early and <laughs> tune in this week. It's a great show. It's a lot of fun. Courtney Allenhauser is incredible, a great presenter. And my favourite thing to do is organise interviews. Oh, well, yeah. As well. Yeah, so. Cool. But, um, some cool people on the show yeah that's awesome yeah so I also thought it was funny because of the timing of this album um there there, there's an end of the world feelings to this album that I think sometimes it can feel that way at the moment um although I think maybe for you with this album it might have been more about the end of an era or the end of a period of time in your life rather than largely like the world is actually going to end it was really it was actually quite it was both I had a lot of conversations with the person that the record is about there was like a, a bit of a you know an anxious apocalyptic tinge to our conversations off you know mm-hmm. often and um and but I think also like when you I mean, the point of the anthem for the end of the world, you know, is like it's when you're when you're forced to um, analyze. You're like, well, if the world's ending tomorrow, uh, where do I where do I want to be or what do I want to do? And if I'm not doing that now, why aren't I doing that now? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, why why are you wasting your time doing anything other than what you want to do within reason? Um, I have a, I have another song which will be on the next record, which is called sin theory and it's like it's about the same kind it's a a similar type of I only just realized that they're kind of they don't sound similar I think but you know it's just like if you found out that you were living in a simulation Mm. um would you do anything differently like and if if you would you should probably just kind of do it you know (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so I mean it was both literal and then also metaphorical Mm. yeah because I I noticed it um threaded throughout a couple songs obviously like you mentioned anthem for the end of the world but also in cheers to progress there's that line about shedding a tear as the world ends um Mm -hmm. yeah so speaking of if you did find out that the world was going to end uh tomorrow are you living your life how you would like to live your life or is there a special way you would spend your last 24 hours yeah I mean it's like such a hard one I mean particularly with lockdown I think I would probably go to my best efforts to tell everyone who was important to me, uh, how, you know, try and somehow let them know in, mm. you know, enough measure how, how important they were to me. Um, 
And I would probably then just, I mean, if this is taking into account current circumstance, because <laughs> no, it's not like I can be in many places, but I would probably just go down to my mom's house and have a glass of rosé and eat cheese or something like. <laughs> eat cheese. You know, like, <laughs> I, would, I would just do. Life's great pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what can you do? Like, <laughs> if it's going down, I would probably just go to the nearest place that I could where there were people that I loved and yeah. or maybe I'd just sit alone in my room and <laughs> <laughs> fiddle around on the guitar yeah. <laughs> right one last song well you do? uh I feel like surely if the world is ending people don't care about lockdown restrictions like if you if if there's 24 hours left um I don't know I'd want to be out and see some nature I don't know go down to the beach <laughs> yeah totally. uh, yeah just maybe look at the sky, I guess, as it all crumbles down around you. Seems like a powerful that's, moment. That's it. I mean, I feel like just being, like, you just kind of have to sit with your existence, right? Yeah. Like, you kind of have to make peace with it. I just had to had to be with someone, you know, whoever was close by, who I loved. And then yeah. you're like, all right. Yeah. All right. Cheers. We're out of yeah. here. <laughs> oh, wow. Cheers. Hey, cheers to progress. That's I didn't it. even yeah. mean for that to happen. <laughs> oh, actually, no. Can I change my answer? If I had 24 hours left to live, I would listen to your album, Cheers to Progress, 100%. Oh, oh. oh that's, that's epic. Yeah. yeah that is, that's, that's great. Um, I definitely recommend for everyone listening to go and listen to the whole album. Um, but for now, I think we can have a listen to Cheers to Progress all together and sit and wonder and ponder about our existence that sounds like a nice way to spend the time thank you so much for having this chat with me it's been really wonderful oh, my pleasure. it's nice to have someone who's actually listened to the record and you know has interesting observations about it oh it's lovely. thank you um i will be hoping for a cut if the musical ever comes to light uh definitely yeah. <laughs> i'll send you my yeah. details I'll get you in as a, you know, creative consultant. Oh, please. <laughs> yeah, perfect. All Thank right. Thank you so much. This is Cheers to Progress by Huck Hastings.